Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Flight attendant coverage here on Post Show Recaps. Of course, I'm one of your co-pilots, Jess Sterling, here along for this lovely flight on a sunny day. Uh, we're flying from New York. We have to make a pit stop in New Jersey to pick up my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm great. Uh, so happy to be your co-pilot in the flight attendant season two. Uh, I think that this has been a smooth flight, not a ton of turbulence, only a couple at times, but it's been real. Yes. And of course, uh, we're not alone today. We actually have, uh, what is like a guest pilot? What, what is the term for a guy? I, I, I know nothing about air travel. Um, we can have, Oh, the flight attendant. Okay. Here on our podcast with us, we have a flight attendant and his name is MJC, Michael J. Clark. How are you? I'm so wonderful. I'm so excited to be speaking to the two of you. Uh, this is going to be great. Yes. So excited to be talking about quite a turbulent episode of The Flight Attendant, if you don't mind yeah. me saying. Um, yeah. I'll allow six. it. <laughs> Season two, episode six, Brothers and Sisters. Um, some wild stuff happening here. Things are heating up. We got more nonsense with Megan that we don't care about, but a lot of great Cassie content. So uh, I can't wait to to dive right into all of this. Yeah, I am. I I'm, this is an episode that I've been looking forward to for a while. Getting Davy and Cassie back mm-hmm. to their home and 
exploring that, going to their father's grave, and I mean, we wound up meeting Cassie's mom, which. I mean, if you ask me where Cassie and Davy's mom was, I, I, I don't, I don't think I knew she was alive. Because yeah, how much mom same. content have we gotten? She uh, hasn't mentioned her much as an adult. Like we knew they had a rocky relationship in her childhood, but definitely not mentioned a ton in season one, uh, nor season two up until now. Um, MJC, what are you in? What are your hot takes on season two thus far? What do you got? What What are your thoughts on it? I've been really enjoying it. I think that um, I really enjoyed season one. I I jammed through that, I thought, pretty quickly. Uh, And I think that uh, what season two has done is really um, elevated a lot of, uh, elevated a lot of the drama where, like, of course, there's, like, the plot of, you know, who's the Cassie lookalike who's going around uh, straight up murdering people. Uh, But it's been a lot more content um of cassie battling her inner demons and um and issues with annie and max and i i just think that season two has uh really been uh, a very good sophomore season i've really enjoyed the season so far yeah i think a lot of shows struggle with making their second season i mean talk about shows i'm covering looking at you the wilds some shows struggle to really figure out their stuff after a great first season and i feel like the flight attendant has really taken the base that season one offered them and really just taken flight with it you know like they really have done a great job with the season so far um so let's let's dive right in brothers and sisters um aptly named you know we got we got some great davy content this episode i thought Absolutely. you were gonna be like we got some brothers we got some sisters <laughs> brother. i thought you were just gonna like be very comprehensive about what we have i was like yes yes we do that's what we have um so we pick up with cassie sleeping on the floor next to her couch uh, max and annie get home and annie immediately kind of senses what's going on and she sends max out for coffee um and cassie i think she's judging herself and therefore she feels like annie is judging her and she's just like i can't i can't look at your face right now and annie's like you're not even looking at my face you don't even know what my face is doing right now <laughs> um <laughs> and cassie I think she, this is this makes sense. It's like her defense mechanism. She's like, get out. I just need you. Like, you should go. Like, you should leave. But Annie refuses. Annie, Sarah, I got to say, Annie, top-notch friend in this episode. A plus. Yeah, I, I think that we've been a little bit confused about who Annie is as a character this season. Mostly because Annie herself has been really confused about who Annie is as a person. Yeah. Um, but I think that we got back season one Annie in this episode. First and foremost, I love the fact that Annie didn't blow up at her because in that moment that's not what cassie needed she needed support and love um we did see davy have a normal human reaction to a loved one um you know regressing in their sobriety but annie in this moment did not freak out at her she didn't shame her she didn't judge her she was just there and was like i'm staying and also i liked her throughout the rest of the, uh, throughout the episode um Totally. I, I think that this was a great Annie episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she hugs Cassie um, and Cassie says, I thought if I quit drinking, all my problems would go away. And like, I think this is um, I mean, I again, I'm not someone who struggles with sobriety or anything like that or alcoholism. However, I'd imagine this is probably a very common feeling of like 
I thought this was my only issue, right? I thought once this was figured out, then my rest of my life would fall into place. Um, and maybe this is MJC. I'm not sure if you remember when they say that, like, um, what is it? The pink cloud, right? One of her fellow AA members talks about the pink cloud and how it's uh, it's like the first year. That's what it's Oh, You're in uh, an ethereal state type of situation. Um, but yeah, it seems like. Uh, that is done for. That is ended. And uh, and he says, you fell off you fell off the wagon. That happened. Now what? Um, yeah. I, I, when we first heard that from that character at the AA meeting, we were like, what the heck is wrong with you? But I think that once again, it's just very a realistic thing for people who are going through this process. Yeah. To have this idealist view of what everything is going on. And honestly, I can totally relate to the fact that if I just have this one thing, if I just get a new job, like I'm going to be so happy and all my problems are going to be solved. Yeah. If I just get married, like I'm going to be so happy and all my problems are going to be solved. Like all these things is usually you feel discontentment in one thing because you feel discontent, like discontent in a lot of it's aspects. just yeah it's just it's not just one thing usually causing all of your problems right and i do love annie's approach here where she says you know what you've all of the wagon that happened but who cares like let's move forward let's look yeah. towards the future um and so she says i'm gonna make a list of everything you could do um and <laughs> i do i love the moments of levity that annie brings to the show like she's like wow you have a lot of imperial atlantic pens okay yeah <laughs> okay so you know i love pens you to do be love a pen. honest with you if there's like a great imperial atlantic pen yeah i'd be snagging it but if this is a big pen i will have no part yeah, in you the don't imperial atlantic pen yeah um and so annie's just like listen cassie no one expects perfection um, and she she does say, you know, you made it a year. And this is when Cassie I'm, I like that Cassie is finally kind of admitting things after she had that conversation yeah. with Brenda. She's it's saying I've move. been lying. You know, I've slipped so many times. And so then Annie decides, OK, that's fine. Like the first thing I want to write down then is number one, tell the truth about your drinking. Number two, clean up your apartment because it's a hot mess right now. <laughs> Number three. I think this list started off with things that you are good at, and then it just became a checklist of no, things, it's that things she has to do. That's what it was supposed to be. Is oh, the things of list you have to do? Yeah. And then she's like, number uh, list number one for me is listening to the actual episode. <laughs> That's probably something I should do. Uh, and I watched it twice and I still was like, wait a minute. I thought this was supposed to be a positive list. <laughs> it's not like all her best assets. It's like, it's it's like number one, like you have great bangs. Number two, <laughs> you have a great pen collection. Yeah. Um, number three, trust your best friend, Annie. Number four. And then so then Cassie's number four, apologize to Marco. Um, and Cassie says, I need to focus on being sober and not doing the CIA thing anymore. Um, and this I think this is a really solid self-assessment from um, from Cassie here where she just says, you know, I can't handle all of this. And that's fine. You know, one expects you to necessarily this is a lot to take on for anybody to take on, let alone someone who is trying to, you know, um, be in AA and trying to be sober. Um, and so Annie says, well, I don't trust myself either anymore. I'm always afraid I'm going to make the wrong choice, you know, because of last year. And Cassie's like, you know what? Trust your gut. And I did like this. And I also loved Annie saying, um, oh, I'm sure I, I shouldn't make this all about me right now because I was a little bit like Annie girl. Like, I know you had a rough year, but like Frank Cassie's like really hurting right now. <laughs> well, 
sometimes you need to give your give your friend a little bit of perspective. Like I can relate what you're going through, but yeah, but but then I feel as though we get this knock on the door and we figure or is it a knock on the door? But yeah, Benjamin's there, right? Well, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because we go mind palace and we have Miss Perfect is no longer perfect. She looks no, she's a mess. She is basically a mirror of real life Cassie, but with like early aughts eyeliner. Like she went heavy on the mm-hmm. eyeliner here mm-hmm. um and so she comes out and she goes the idealistic b is dead um when you wipe away the lies and excuses i'm all that's left and so that's when Ooh. she turns into like real life cassie but in the mind palace which gets a little bit confusing but mostly she shows up in real life in this episode rather than in the mind palace right um and so this is when cassie remembers oh shoot i'm supposed to fly with davy today um and she's like oh should i even go and he's like of course you definitely need to go like you need this it's going to be cathartic for you you need to go because she's supposed to write you know have the letter that she's going to speak to her dad's grave and you know pack up some stuff at her mom's house um and freaking this is when mr benjamin barry decides to show up yeah yeah he our our cutie is a seems to be highly suspicious this episode well i have a feeling that i can't remember if it was you or kate last episode that was like super sus on dot and i feel like that is actually the right call i feel like ben has dot's number and he knows she's sus and that's why he's like tailing her but we'll see we'll see um so annie's like you have to sneak out the back go 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 so annie answers the door and yeah. immediately I was like, yes, Annie, because he just barges in. Um, First of all, I feel like you should at least say who you are because you're a, like Annie. If Pretend Annie doesn't know that Cassie's in the CIA. Mm-hmm. There is a strange man attempting to enter her apartment. Where's the ID badge? I think, I don't know, do CIA, I mean, they're CIA. Don't they keep a secret? That's like the whole point of the CIA. You know it's a secret, but you can't just allow anybody to enter. I'm pretty sure the CIA has badges. Well, they, I mean, they have badges. I'm just saying they don't like wear them on the outside of their clothes like cops do. I know, but you flip up the little, the little passport <laughs> like You've seen holder. too much case. You're like, F- CIA. CIA, let, let me, me in. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let me in. That is their mantra. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not even quite sure. But it's a passport holder with a crest, and yeah. then you have to say CIA. You have to flip it. You have to flip it, you or you're not cool. It, and then you have to yeah. say CIA. Let me in. Let me that's, in. Yeah, that's how all CIA agents greet. Yeah, others. and and um, Annie being the smart one, she's like, um, do you have any ID? Like very smart of her especially considering she just got like held hostage not that long ago um to like confirm who someone is um and so cassie sneaks out and as she's sneaking out she sees the blue-eyed guy who we figure out his name later this episode finally um and she sees him just standing outside this guy smokes so many cigarettes and i'm just saying i feel like the cia should not be allowed to smoke cigarettes because you're leaving your dna like literally everywhere and how are you supposed to be inconspicuous when you're constantly like outside of your car just smoking i i mean nothing about this person is conspicuous inconspicuous all of these fbi agents are extremely uh, they they would all get noticed immediately yeah um, 
maybe they're not even CIA agents. Maybe this is like an underground CIA. Maybe this is the there's there's a further under. I thought the CIA was underground. So you're going even further. You're going to like the crust, like the Earth's crust, Mm -hmm. to get to whatever the secret SCIA, the secret CIA. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Um, so Cassie goes to the airport, and this is when Davy's husband calls her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I just want to make sure you're okay. DV said he was extending his L.A. trip. Just, you know, he wanted to keep an eye on you. And I'm like, oh, did he now, yeah, DV? Yeah, DV. That's that's really suspicious. But I did think it was nice that Cassie communicated with her brother-in-law because I did wonder that at one point. I was thinking, why is she not communicating with him? Um you know, you would think that he would congratulate her on a year's sobriety. So it was nice that he reached out and was just like, just want to see if like you're okay. Yeah. But of course I was like, Davey, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. Shenanigans. And then we're on the plane and Davey is doing what we all probably do now when we get on planes, which is just wipe them down with Clorox wipes. <laughs> He's just wiping, wiping, yeah. wiping. <laughs> I do want to give the people um, some major props who were always wiping down the seats with Clorox wipes. You were ahead of our, of the times. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, I appreciate you. And now we all should wipe our seats we with We should. Clorox. We definitely yeah. should be. Um, and so uh, Cassie – so Cassie does make note that she will only go to their moms if her mm-hmm. mom is not there. And I'm like, okay, we obviously know her mom's going to be there because we already were spoiled in the previews to begin with, but like also this drop right here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, especially because Davey replies with, well, would it be so bad if you sat and talked? And she's like, Davey, I'm sorry, but you can't fix everything. And like, we get big vibes of like, Davey is someone who is focusing on someone else's problems like and kind of ignoring his own and i get the feeling that he's kind of always been this way he's always been like a fixer um well he had to necessarily ask for help he had to in that family because his dad was not his younger sister was already volatile his dad was a drunk who passed away young um and his mom seemed to be going through her own stuff so in a way Davy had to be the stable one and I'm yeah. sure he was probably responsible for some dinners we know that yeah. he was responsible a little bit for taking care of Cassie before he was like I'm done with this I can't stay here and he decided to leave yeah so- I think a lot of it is just that like he got used to being the fixer and so now he's just like still trying to be a fixer but like if people don't want your help they don't want your help um, and so I think Cassie just like jumps in right here because she's like, well, we're seat buckled in. We can't get out of this plane for this many hours. So now is when I'm going to tell you that I drank last night. And yep. um, he like it's so evident that he's so disappointed. First of all, I love these characters chemistry together. I feel like they they vibe very well. Like they, it's so believable that they're related. Um, And you could just see like how invested he is in Cassie's sobriety. Um, but too much so. Too much so, I feel. Yes. And, and the reason why I feel that way is because it's almost like if she's sober, then everything is going to be okay for him as well. And he has faith. And 
their family life is going to get fixed. And it's almost like he's putting a lot of pressure on her um, to, yeah. to hold it together when he, you know. Absolutely, he's putting pressure on her. But I, I liked the realism of this. Like, it felt like this is probably what would happen um, with someone who is a family member of a recovering alcoholic, mm-hmm. that you do get invested in their sobriety. And so he asks if she's okay, and she says, no, but I'm not going to drink again. At least I'm not going to drink right now, which I love this. I'm pretty sure Kate mentioned something like this last episode, where this is something like, you shouldn't say, like, I'm never going to drink again, but you're not going to drink again right now is a good thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh, Davey's like, why, wait, why are we even going on this trip? And Cassie's like, no, it'll be good for me. And then we get <laughs> Carol as the flight attendant. Oh, what is Carol doing there? Come on. I love this. She's such a jerk. She yells at them because they're in the wrong seats. And so she makes Carol, Cassie move nobody over else one. there. Come on. <laughs> nobody ever says anything like that. It's so a, funny. She's such a jerk. Yeah, and uh, and then Davy. So then this is when Davy really like says to Cassie, he's like, "Listen, it's heartbreaking. You threw away all that work, which obviously, like, that's exactly." And Cassie just is like, "I know, like everything you're saying, like I already know. Like she's already feeling all of this." So he, yeah. I understand he's upset, but like it sucked to see him put that on her. Even though, again, I feel like this is very realistic. Yeah, um, but it still wasn't. I do think it's very realistic to have both the reaction that. Annie had and Davy, and I like how it was two different reactions. I like how yes. we got to see how two people who are completely different could handle that news. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I tend to be a little bit of a wuss and squishy. And when he said, like, you, you, like, you know, when he was saying these things, I like my heart was like, I want to defend Cassie, and I don't like these harsh words that yeah. he's saying. But it is as hard for I mean, it's really hard for Davy to grow up with an alcoholic father and an alcoholic sister and um, have so much faith. And obviously, he was, you know, coming up with this plan that if he shows up with his, you know, sister to his mom's and she can be like ta-da like she's a year sober like you know you guys are going to get on great now yeah and i'm sure that was also running through his head as well i think he also had a little bit of the if i just fix this one thing right like if cassie is sober that means that her and my mom will get along when that they've had there's so much baggage there's so much so many years of trauma between them that it's not as simple as that and so Mm -hmm. i think his his hopes were he was a little bit too he was idealizing things he had his hopes a little bit too high um for how things were going to work out um and then we get the nonsense with megan again i think we both have said like it's not really working for either one of us um so she shows up at eli her son's job she's wearing this again very carmen san diego megan loves a hat she loves a wide oh yeah um, and so she shows up, she wants to hug him. Apparently she sent a note in with a customer for him to come out. Um, and he says he quit the swim team so he could pick up extra shifts at work. And we find out that, um, his dad had to sell the house to pay for all the legal bills. It's really sad. He lost his job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have to be honest with you. I kind of just feel like it's extremely irresponsible of Megan to lure her son 
out and speak with him when she is somebody that is not only being chased down by the CIA, but also by the North Koreans. The North Koreans. And I think that she's putting not like obviously herself in danger, but her son in danger and then later her husband in danger. And I just think that it's really irresponsible and not fair. And I think that she's being a little bit selfish right now. I 100% agree with you. I think if she had this all resolved, that's one thing. It's not resolved. And so you're putting, you're making your family a target and she's doing it selfishly. The reason she's seeing them is because she misses them, not because she needs to like give them money or, you know, it's, it's purely because it's purely selfish reasons. And she, it's, it's, I don't know. She, she basically says, oh, I promise I'll never leave again. And it's just like, "Mm, she can't promise that. She can't promise that because she doesn't know who's after her. And there's a lot of people after her. There's people with a bounty on her head. Not to mention, I didn't even mention that. There's people, she, there's a bounty on her head. Yeah, there's Esteban and Gabrielle looking after her. her. And she could get arrested. She can't promise that she's never going to leave. In fact, it's extremely likely that she's going to get caught by somebody. And best case scenario, get put in jail. Worst case scenario, you know, get killed. Her her life is in risk. So I just, I mean, I've already was annoyed at Megan because I just feel like, you know, such... It's such interesting television to see what Cassie and Davey are going into. And then we get yeah. pulled away. And yeah, for I don't her need to get to just, pulled into Megan's stuff. Yeah, I'm not loving it. It's not, once again, it's not working for me. I think that, um, honestly, later on in the episode, I was happy her husband <laughs> called the cops on her. Me too. Was, so, Yeah. Um, but back to, back to the good stuff, back to Davy and Cassie, they're at their father's grave. Um, and of course, Cassie's back in the mind palace. Um, Miss Perfect, like I call, I called her Miss Perfect gone wrong. Cause that's kind of what it feels like. Mm, and so she, she rips up the letter and like throws it into the air and it kind of like flutters down, like almost like snowflakes or like ashes, you know? Um, yeah. And then the easy does it bear like a massive Oof. version is bartending. Um, and so Miss Perfect like whispers in her ear, like, oh, while you're here, you might as well dig a hole for yourself. Um, and then I'm gonna read the the letter that Cassie wrote for her father because I really, first of all, anybody who thought that Kaylee Cuoco was only that cute blonde girl from Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. show them this freaking scene because Kaylee Cuoco killed it. She absolutely nailed this scene. Like the raw emotion, you know what I mean? Like she just yeah so yeah um so her letter says uh dad you taught me how to make eggs and how to start a campfire and how to hunt you were fun and funny you were my best friend in the whole world you were also an alcoholic you introduced me to drinking it made me feel so special and then you died and uh all i had left of you was the alcohol that's the only part i had to remember you so here i am as an adult an alcoholic adult reading a letter in the effing in an effing graveyard Your little girl turned out just like you, and I hate that. I hate it. You kept going back to drinking, and so I do too, and it makes me hate myself. I forgive you for hurting me. I forgive you for hurting Davey, and I forgive you for hurting Mom. I love you, but I will not be you. I will not be you. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a really powerful letter. Um, 
So my dad passed away when I was 19. Um, I was per, like told once that I should write a letter to him. And honestly, it was one of the hardest things I've had to do in therapy. And I was very uh, resistant to do so. Um, I had a really hard time with it. Mm-hmm. And I just to because you have to put it on paper, all these feelings that you're feeling. So I think that Cassie did a really good job articulating what she's going through, especially at um, his place of rest. So I thought it was a really impactful and interesting scene that, um, that I appreciated coming from somebody that I had a great relationship with my dad. I don't have the same thing in common that she did, but I have had to write a letter to my father after he passed mm-hmm. before. And it's just like not an easy endeavor. And, and I don't know, like I, I some people have to write letters to them, to future selves or past selves. Yeah. And it's for some people it's easy, but for some people like me, it was really, really hard. I, I guess I think I appreciate the letter so much because it's not, she's not trying to be a good writer. She's mm-hmm. just putting her thoughts as they come to her and her feelings as they come to her on paper, yeah, right? Totally. Like, um, it feels I, real. It, it feel it feels very honest. It feels genuine. It feels like, yeah, it feels like these are the, all the things she was feeling, and um, to have such conflicting feelings where, yeah, I, I loved you and you made me feel so special, but you messed me up in such a way that I've been dealing with it for however mm-hmm. many years after you passed, you know. Um, I just loved this and and Cassie's just like, okay, let's go. And I, I loved Davey being there for support. You know, he doesn't say anything. He just stands there, but he's there for her. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is the scene. I, I love that. This feels very much a companion piece to season one. I, it sounds stupid because obviously it's season two of the show, but like we're in very different um territory in terms of the plot line, right? There's like an imposter Cassie running around. There's a lot going on. Um, but I love that season one is very much like Cassie having to come to terms with the fact that she's an alcoholic and like trying to deny it all season long. And season two is like when the recovery starts. And I feel like this is probably, I mean, again, I'm not in AA or anything like that, but I imagine like doing this letter type of thing is probably a big part of it. And probably Mm -hmm. something a lot of people do. Like you said, for your therapy, even though obviously you weren't in AA or anything, but you lost your dad. And I feel like writing a letter is probably something that a lot of people do. Um, yeah. I just loved this scene. I thought it was so well done. Like I said, I just, gosh, Kelly Cuoco can cry. She's a great cry actress. She is. She <laughs> is. And she said in one of these after the episode little tidbits that they had mm-hmm. that in her life, in her personal life, she was going through something really horrible as well. So she was able to connect to her feelings in her real personal life to where Cassie was. And that's kind of where she dug these emotions from, from real life things. Yeah. And I think that's like a very powerful tool, you know, as an actor. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then we see imposter Cassie entering into Cassie's home, like through the back. Okay. All right. Why in the world 
is did she pick the lock because if you're telling me that the door was open after yeah. this whole break-in then I'm, I'm just gonna call umbridge and say this is ridiculous we need to stop down and just tell people friends listen i don't care where you live i don't care if you live in the middle of nowhere all right lock your doors would you please like it's for safety like would it, it it's not hard it literally takes one second it's so whoop locked done yeah but then you wouldn't have creepy creepersons coming in your house (laughs) this scene was like kind of infuriating because we have max and annie being so cold to one another like they haven't figured out exactly their feelings on what had transpired and then while they're having this conversation they're talking about food in the kitchen while imposter cassie is in the kitchen i was just like nobody hears her nobody sees her i mean i i was so angry i was like annie you're smarter than this you know she's just like listen let me go let me go make us some lunch and so she goes in and there's a freaking knife so basically sorry the whole reason the imposter cassie is there is she's like planting um the knife that she used i think in echo park um and mm-hmm. so she's planting this. She's as definitely evidence. planting evidence. Yes. Right. And so um, she leaves it on like on like a shelf. And so then she hears Max and Annie. And so she takes one of the kitchen knives out. And then instead of putting it back in the butcher block, she leaves it on the counter to be found. But Annie doesn't even notice it. So, you know, there you go. I, Missed opportunities. I mean, it was just it was just like Max didn't see her. Yeah. It was pretty crazy, um, but uh, I don't know. I imposter, yeah. I you know, imposter Cassie's really doing a good job. Well, it also is like, why did she decide to go there in the middle of the day? Like, and when you hear people, why would you continue? Anyway, I don't know. Oh, she just lives life on reckless. the edge, I guess. Any yeah. guesses currently who she is? I still think she What's is your in some guess? way tied to Jenny. Like, I don't think she's someone, unless she's Dot. I think they said that it's not Grace. I feel like it still could be Grace. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You could guess Grace. I'll guess Dot. I have three guesses. It's either Grace, um, Blackmail Carol, or whatever her name is. Blackmail Carol. Carol. Black Market Carol. Or Dot. It has to be one of those three. I have, it's, I'm positive it's one of those three. Okay. So you're going to say it's Grace and I'm going to say it's Dot. And then hopefully it's just not Black Market Carol. Okay. Um, so then uh we see Ben making a call. Um, and Dot comes in and she's just like, Listen, the optics are looking bad. Um, I know you're sleeping here, but you're obviously not getting any work done. Um, and so she's like, If you need to speak to a counselor, and he like yells at her, he doesn't want the counselor speech. Like, there's a lot of tension between them. And Dot basically tells Ben to leave Cassie alone. And this is when I started getting sus of Dot. Because she is getting so involved in all of this. And I feel like she's worried that Ben is getting close to realizing she's mm-hmm. involved. That could be so. Mm-hmm. Also, it's her job to, <laughs> to be super involved in this. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's why she's overly concerned. I mean, what is there to gain for Dot to be a double agent for the CIA? Money? Maybe those two analysts were trouble. Like for her, mm, perhaps she has some shady dealings. Yeah. 
Um, and so then we see Shane is dropping off Justin at the airport and they're, they're in a little bit of an argument. Um, Justin isn't upset that Shane didn't tell him about the CIA stuff. He's just upset because he doesn't want Shane to die. And that's valid. It is. Um, and so, you know, Shane says, I love you, you know, like, and so he, he leaves, he goes uh, in the airport. Uh, then Ben calls Shane um and she and he's like oh you're the one who recommended uh cassie for like the human asset program right civilian asset and he's like you know what cassie's my favorite person right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is when ben asks is she involved in a radical political group what that was like a crazy question it was like well, definitely not he's, he's looking at her psych evaluation which we know says some wild stuff so it's like it's possible he's looking at the one that was faked or like altered. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I love Shane just like pretty much just blowing him off. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for these ridiculous questions. Uh yeah. that is definitely, I don't know, not like it's not Cassie, you know. I Cassie's a lot of things, but she's not anything of what you're talking about right now. Yeah, uh, this is very funny. I just I just love Shane being like, eh, I don't have time for you. <laughs> um, and so Ben seems frustrated. He gets up and leaves his office. Meanwhile, Annie apparently prepped an epic meal that's not lunch and it's not dinner. And so maybe it's supper. Did you know what this was? It kind of looked like a mix of like chili and shepherd's pie. <laughs> Annie is a talented chef. Uh, it kind of looks... Okay, well, I gotta be honest. It looks like a, a bunch of mush. It, it, That's it, why I was saying it looks kind of like pie and chili. <laughs> to me, it looks like a lot of mozzarella cheese, like fresh mozzarella cheese, mm-hmm. in like a balsamic red pepper mix. Uh, maybe some eggplant. I don't know. Yeah, um, she used I a just, lot of dishes. To be I honest just feel with you. like if you're gonna make lunch, like you can go easy. You can make a salad. You can make a sandwich. Well, like, the you point don't was is that she wanted to cook him a good meal, but she doesn't know how to cook. Well, she also made a very nice salad that's sitting on the back of the sink. So, so love why salad. Didn't she just have salad anyway oh, because it's a she's promised Max a nice full meal. Mm. So Max is like, this isn't good. He's been looking over the Diaz's um, laptop to try to get information. And before he found like a bunch of different identities, like they're all over the place. And so he says they were sending info to the Koreans, including Cassie's trip that she's on right now to her mom's house. Um, Right. And so then we go back to Cassie and Davey and Cassie or excuse me, Davey seems to be hesitating outside the mom's house. He's like, oh, don't you want a root beer float? And it's very... I I just don't... What I mean, Davey knew how this was going to go down. I'm sure he was not feeling, like, feeling, like, secure and confident in this plan anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that, that she didn't know that they were coming. Um, I mean, I believed it because I figure if Cassie didn't know, then neither did the mom because neither one of them would have agreed to this. Yeah. But she answers and she's pissed off that Davy did not give give um her a heads up either because Davy planned this whole thing. Um, which, you know, Davy 
Like, you get so annoyed when Cassie lies to you and then you lie to Cassie. Like, it's a bit hypocritical. That's very true. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's let's take a quick uh, layover. We'll go on a quick ad break and we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We are back. Cassie... Whenever she sees Annie calling, she just needs to pick up. Also, Kat, why isn't Annie texting her? Uh, I was going to say phone records, but um, but also they have proof that you call somebody. So that's probably not yeah. a good reason. It doesn't make sense, um, especially because no one ever answers calls anymore. Um, and so she uh, she leaves her voicemail. And she's like, go somewhere safe. Leave your mom's house right now. And then call me. And I immediately was like, text her. Like, text her all that information, too, so she could see it if she's, like, doing something yeah, else. Yeah, but what happens if, I mean, once again, I'm sure, weapons if people were tracking her phone and they got, like, tapped into her text messages. Well, can't and they it, tap into her voicemails, too? Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so then we find out Cassie's mom had a break-in, which, of course, we were immediately like, something's up with that. Like, it wasn't just a random break-in. Definitely not. <laughs> because Definitely they didn't not. take anything. Like, she's like, oh, they just made a big mess. <sighs> gosh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, there is no coincidence that she had a break-in recently. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so she's like, and so I love, I love that this is the moment that Davey's like, oh, you guys can totally bond over this, right? Like Cassie had a break in too. <laughs> That's I, not something to bond over. 
Well, and I also really love that um, Cassie's like, oh, yeah, I'm really good friends with that person now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a normal thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, mother-daughter relationships can often be very, very challenging. And this was... This was a little hard to watch at times. There is years and years of resentment built up between the two of them. And it gets increasingly more uncomfortable, especially because, you know, it was a surprise for both of them to be there. And I don't know, Davey's trying, but things like really, really come to a head quickly yeah very quickly because her mom makes a very like snide comment about one of cassie's friends who would steal from her and so cassie is really pissed at davy and um her mom is just like yeah i don't i don't trust you i don't have the emotional space for her right now um and so she like ended up burning her like sweet potato fries oh and yeah then- that really sent her over the edge <laughs> Just over from the local diner. And now the sweet potato fries. What else could go wrong? (laughs) I I didn't feel a ton of sympathy for the sweet potato fries. No, me neither. Um, And so then Cassie comes in the kitchen because she's like, hi, I'm here. I can hear you. I'm not going to like listen to you trash me out there. Um, And so she's like, she apologizes. She says, I'm sorry. I was like a crappy daughter. Um, I was a dysfunctional teenage alcoholic. I'm the one who stole from your purse. And her mom's like, yeah, of course I knew that. <laughs> she's like, oh. Um, and she's like, I'm taking responsibility for my actions. I apologize for being a sad, angry kid. And then her mom, instead of like, I don't know, I feel like it just sucked because her mom didn't say, well, thank you for apologizing. She didn't say any of that. She was just like, oh, is that it? Because Jess, I guarantee you they've had this conversation a zillion times before. Really? Cassie has apologized because I feel like yeah. she probably No, I think that okay. she's apologized plenty of times for being a quote-unquote crappy kid and all this stuff um, from yesteryear. But I don't think Cassie, and she didn't in this moment, has admitted to the harm that she's caused as an adult. So I think that Cassie does apologize, but she's not apologizing about the right things. She's not understanding how she's hurt her family as an adult. And that's where her mom's coming from. And it it, it does stink because Cassie is trying and she's in this, this spot where she's trying to repent to Davey and to Annie and to herself and all these things yeah. it already feels like shit so how can you give somebody your all when you already feel like crap about yourself um but she doesn't is uh, she's not learning her mom's side of what she went through this is not going to be a you know a sorry within 10 minutes of a conversation to repair this relationship this is down this is in the shambles and i think that i mean i I, once again like i can relate to having a relationship with your mom that could be like really freaking volatile and a a lot of times the the other person isn't receptive and they don't get it yeah i've been told like why are you mad at stuff that i did a million years ago i'm totally different it's like, bitch, no, you're not. You're not different. You're pretty yeah. much the same. But 
that I mean, so I mean, you made the same mistakes that you did when I was a kid, and as you do now. Yeah. So it's just such a complicated relationship. This mother daughter relationship. This whole this whole family's dynamics. Gosh, like oftentimes I feel like it's a little bit of a mirror to an extent. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Oh, we also we didn't say. Um, Sharon Stone is who is playing. Um, her mother. Yeah. Phenomenal is, job. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing moment. Like amazing scene. Like it's very tense. Um, I'm sure for many people it is very like you were saying is very relatable. And so her mom says like, oh well, if that's all you're gonna say, you're not addressing the issue at all. She's like, yeah. it doesn't matter what you did when you were a kid. Obviously, your dad had died. Like you went through some crap, but you were an adult and you did a whole mess of other stuff. She says, I went to visit you in the city. You completely yeah. forgot about me. You were drunk and you nearly burned down my house. Then you got a DUI after your father died in a car drinking. And she um, and she's like, listen, you just don't want to remember and you don't want to hear about it. You're just like your father. Do you think an apology is going to wax it all away? And like, I feel like Cassie, after just having come back from her, like from the cemetery, after just having said to her father's grave, I won't be like you. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be like you to have her mom say you're just like your father. Gosh, that must sting so yeah. hard, you know? Yeah. Um, but also it's like, but her mom has continuously year after year put faith in her daughter. Oh, yeah. Only to be shown up that she's not a reliable and responsible person. And it's like her mom had to put space between them because Cassie's a toxic person. Oh, 100%. Like, but I yeah, there is also I sympathize with Cassie because I was like this crappy daughter as well that made bad decisions that um, due to various things, partially my father's death and and that it compromised my relationship with my mom at times. So I yeah. can relate to I can understand where the mom's coming from, but I relate to Cassie wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's really tough because you can imagine, like you said, Cassie has given her at least some kind of spiel over and over. And her mom, like much like Davy, has had hope that she will recover and uh, not drink. And, you know, she's had hope. She's put her faith in Cassie one too many times. She's gotten burned one too many times. She just isn't – she can't do it anymore. Like she said, she doesn't have the emotional energy for this. And so, um, and so then she asks, when was your last drink? And so Cassie, of course, is silent because she didn't – at least she didn't lie, right? That was rule number one. She's not going to lie about her drinking. And she mm -hmm. doesn't lie. Um, and she's like, well, guess that clears that up. Yeah. Uh, and this is when Cassie flips out. And she says, Davey's the one who left you. He left you. I stayed. Why does he get a pass? Um And she says, you're supposed to grow. You're supposed to learn. Well, I'm dragging all this shit behind me. Um, she's like, I, I didn't, I didn't blame you. You know, you can't force someone to stop. Uh, and so then that's when her mom says, you know, I hid the booze. I drove you to counseling. It's been 20 years since then. Um, and like, you need to, you know, you need to do this on your own. And, uh, and Cassie says her dad made her feel special. It's super effed up. Um, and she's like, you know what? I've avoided you for so long because I'm just tired of disappointing you. And I feel like this is true with Davy too, right? Like she just, she hates disappointing her family. Um, but she says she's doing better. And this is when I was shocked. And we do find out in the, 
in the after episode special thing that this was like improved by Sharon Stone. Um, she she goes up to Cassie and she says, well, this, not the line, but what happens after um, she says, I love you, but I don't like you. Um, and then she says, there's food in the fridge. And then she smacks Cassie, like not like a pull the hand back, like uh, like um, soap opera smack, but like. Ace, that was a smack. That was not like a little tap tap on the face. It was a full smack. Yeah, it was really interesting because there's a moment where you think that she's being loving to her daughter and she holds her face in her hand and then a little pat and then just like a big smack on the face. And it, it's shocking because it's you're an adult and, you know, that's it. it I mean, say we will about punishing your kid by spanking or whatever i don't want to get into that but like you know it's one thing to for that but then to be smacked in the face by your mother as an adult it's like you get bounced back to when you're a kid and you're being reprimanded for like leaving gum on your couch you know it 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 brings you back it's just uh this was brutal because i mean we kind of talked about it like up until this moment I think we both kind of understood where each one was coming from. Like we understand why Cassie's mom feels the way she does. And we understand that Cassie's had a really brutal life and she's, she's trying her best. We've seen her trying her best. Her mom has not seen her trying her best. She doesn't know that this time it's different. She does. I don't know if Davey has told his mom about AA. I mean, I would imagine that the mom doesn't want to hear it, but I feel like for me, the moment she smacked Cassie, I was just like, Oh, no, no, no. Like, that's not okay. Like, you can't just smack somebody like that. It's, I mean, physical no. violence is never the answer to begin with. But, like, it, in a moment of true vulnerability from Cassie, it was just really, really hard to to watch her mom then do that. Yeah, yeah. But it was raw and real. And I like that it was improv because mm-hmm. we get, you know, genuinely surprised reaction from Kaylee Cuoco. Another powerful moment. The show does a really great job of moments like these. Absolutely. Yeah, it it definitely felt very real. Um, So then we see um, Eli. He's standing back to the Megan stuff. He's outside at work. His dad comes up, Bill. um, And he opens the car door. There is Megan. And he's like, Eli, go back to work. Um, And let's just get through this before we go back to Cassie because this is the last Megan stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill asks why Megan did this. And she's just like, oh, the answer won't help anything. But I wanted to feel special to be seen. I just wasn't feeling that at home. Uh, She says we were on autopilot. And he's like, we weren't unhappy. And she's like, I was unhappy. Um, And she says, now I've spent enough time, though. Now I know all I want is you two. And he says, the FBI told me to call them if you come back. They're going to prosecute. And he's like, I have to protect our family. And she's like, but wait, how are you going to do that if I'm in your family? And he's like, I love you. If we could start all over again, I would. But uh, we we can't. People can't start all over again. And so they kiss. And she's begging him not to call. And he gets out of the the car. And we do see him, like, pull out a business card and start calling. Yeah, I'm 100% on Bill's side here. He has to protect himself and his son. And Megan, you ditched them a year ago. You ditched them. You did not contact them. They did not know where you were. And you ruined their lives. Like, let's be real. She ruined Bill's life. Yeah. Yeah. She 
turned it upside of the head because, I mean, she claims that she wasn't fulfilled in her life. Then you, you know, join a hobby. You join the local yeah, book club. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What you don't do is you don't become into international smuggling and steal your husband's high profile job information that's that's not what you do when you're bored right so i was fully on board with bill calling uh calling fbi um honestly the megan stuff is like who cares like i'm done with the megan stuff i know we're gonna get more of it because i don't think that story is over but like i don't need it you know we have two episodes left let's focus on the other stuff that we need yeah. Um, if I was a parent, then my main response, like my my main motivation, would be to make sure my family is safe. So whatever I can do to ensure that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that her wanting to be there for her family is not helping her family. I think that no. if she wanted to truly help her family, then she would turn herself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So then we have Cassie. She's watching her mom who's just like sobbing in her car in the driveway. Um, and uh, and yeah, little Miss Perfect Cassie is like next to her and she's just like, oh, you're so awesome. You just can't help yourself. Uh, and that's when her mom drives away as Cassie's just like watching out the window. Um, meanwhile, Davy has been sorting through things. Um, he finds fireworks, which check off fireworks because they're going to come into play later. <laughs> um, and apparently the reason he stopped using fireworks is because one time their dad had Davy hold a Roman candle and it burned his hand. Holy crap. Poor, Poor Davy. Poor Davy. He's been through some stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, uh, he says, I'm going to take the fireworks with me. And I'm just like, there's absolutely zero percent chance you're getting on a plane with those fireworks <laughs> what, yeah, what is he what is his plan with the fireworks it's it's crazy yeah and she's like oh are you mad at me and this is when so he like he leaves he's all pissed off and she sees a box that has a viewmaster in it and some weird teddy bear that has like a patch on its stomach i didn't know if that mattered at all if it was associated with the hang in there or the no what is it not hang in there. What easy the does it. Easy does it. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like something related to that, but I definitely the patch on its stomach stood out to me. Um, but there are slides in there, and there's a note that says "I owe you" with a lipstick print on it, mm. and it smells like the perfume that they smelled in the the suitcase. So obviously, the imposter has been to her mom's house, and that yeah. was too broken. It's, yeah, yeah absolutely crazy i was surprised that she didn't take the 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 items same i don't know why you would leave that there it was weird that she sets it back down i also think okay so are we positive it's the imposter who was there or is the imposter working with um the bounty hunters because i thought it was strange that the imposter because the mom says they broke in they didn't steal anything they just left a mess so to me that's weird that they wouldn't just like slip in and then leave those and then leave like it's weird that they made a mess on purpose yeah i i mean these people are pretty sloppy but Mm -hmm. i think that anything that has to do with the perfume or the viewfinder has to do with imposter cassie in my opinion yeah yeah 
I just, it was weird to me that like we saw imposter Cassie slip into Cassie's home and she was like in and out undetected, didn't leave a mess, but she left a mess at her mom's house. It's just strange. Um, yeah, that's a great point. That's a really, really good point. This is whoever this is, is uh, seriously a professional. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's so, like, why did they leave a mess? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then Dot calls Cassie and Cassie picks up. She says she's been digging and the Berlin kill is associated with the analyst killings. Um, and we find out that the blue eyed um, CIA agent is named is Officer Jones. And apparently he's Ben's errand boy. Um, and mm-hmm. he was in Berlin and Echo Park Lake. And so Dot wants to meet Cassie in 30 minutes. Obviously, Cassie's like, I'm not you know, even near LA right now. Right. Um, but she's like, Cassie, you need to get back. And this is when we see Ben sitting in his car watching dot and he has a gun. And so I was immediately getting sus of dot. Like, she's like, you need to get back right away. Like she's going to do something to Cassie, something very bad. Yeah. I suppose that's the 3d thinking of it. I kind of just took it at face value. Like, Oh, okay. So is Ben involved into this? Um, but I suppose, uh, how we ended things, I suppose that is probably not the case. I think it's probably more realistic that Dot is. Um, I mean, it's certainly not Ben that's yeah. dressed up as the Cassie in person. <laughs> no, yeah, of course not. That's very true. I don't think it's Ben. That would be that would be the what a the, twist, the goop and the gag of the year. To be he honest, he takes with off you. the mask and he grows like a foot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shift, uh, shape shifting, body, uh, yeah, body bending. He's like one of those people that can fold up and go in a suitcase. Wow, I heard that. uh, Who did I hear? I I always heard that um, that's how Taylor Swift gets in and out of her apartment without people (laughs) knowing. Sorry, what? She's a contortionist and she goes in her suitcases. Yeah, yeah. Rumor has it she goes into suitcases so that she can go into in and out of her homes without the paparazzi watching. That's hilarious. And taking pictures and like people. Amazing. Yeah. That sucks that she'd have to do that to like. I mean, that's the rumor. I don't know if it's true, but that's the rumor. Um, so then we have Davey and he's like, Cassie, there's a car just idling outside. And so Cassie looks outside and it's the North Koreans. And she's like, we gotta go. And so I love how Davey brings his bag with him. And so they start running into the woods behind the house. And Davey's like, I know exactly where we can go. And so they go to a junkyard and they're hiding behind a truck. And I'm just like, I always drives me crazy when people are running from someone and they stop. Because I'm like, okay, just because you stepped behind a truck doesn't mean you're invisible. Like, they're going (laughs) to find you. (laughs) Trucks Um, equal invisibility. Apparently. Um, And so uh, Cassie's like, how do you know this place? And he's like, oh, we used to camp here for Boy Scouts. And then um, he admits that, like, him and one of the other Boy Scouts used to, like, come here to make out or something. Ooh. (laughs) Um, Saucy. this is the moment that Davey sighs. It's perfect to admit that him and Rick are having issues. They're taking some time apart. It's why he extended his stay in LA. Um, he says, and I don't even know if we, if this was information we knew. I mean, we've seen how organized Davey is, but like organization and OCD are two totally different things. Um, I believe that I don't think we've ever heard that he had OC- has OCD before. 
Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't recall a time where he's mentioned it prior to this. Yeah. So this is new information. Um, and he says that it, he, it's getting worse. He snapped at one of his daughters when she spilled orange juice. Um, and so he decided, you know, he needed some some breathing room, which um, that's fair. Like that that sucks. Um, that that's what's going on. Yeah, that makes me sad that um something like OCD is affecting their marriage. So yeah, exactly. It's it's rough. And I mean, I imagine he's already been in he's been in therapy for other things anyway, but um so they're waiting in the junkyard and the North Koreans come in and they're just like, we want to talk about Megan. Um, and so Davy's idea is he's going to light this firework and he's going to put it in the gas can of the, or excuse me, the gas tank of the truck. And if there's any gas in there, it's going to explode. And so he lights it. He holds it for like a long ass time. Let me tell you, I would not be holding onto that thing at all. I would just be like, nope, boom. No, right no. Yeah. In and out, in and out. And I feel like they needed to, like, I, okay, I want to say that when they did the storyboard or, like, when they had a whiteboard, right, yeah. um, mm-hmm. up for season two of The Flight Attendant, I, you know, they were, like, car explosion. Yeah, we, Boom. well, we, we already had one. That's I guess what I'm we saying. another one. Then they were, like, after the first one, they're, like, oh, no, 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 no. That was so cool. We need a second one. Yes. Yeah. Big budget. I was just going to say they had a budget increase for two car explosions because Mm -hmm. we saw in the after the episode thing like that was all CGI like that's an expensive thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we're increasing our budget here at the flight attendant. (laughs) They uh, now are able to fly everybody out first class. (laughs) So uh, it explodes when they run. um, And then. This was very jarring for me, Sarah. I don't know if you felt the same, but like when we're suddenly just on the plane with Davy and Cassie, I was like, yeah. whoa. I thought it was a weird one. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess like they made it back okay. Yeah, it was very strange that it was just like, oh, okay. I guess they ran away and that that was it. Um, all right. Like I just felt it felt like there was a missing scene. Yes. It honestly felt like they it felt like they really wanted another car explosion. <laughs> They're like, how can we do this? Okay. Let's just put in the car explosion. Just sneak in the car the explosion. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly what it felt like. Maybe. Maybe. But um. anyway, so uh, they make it back onto the plane and Davey is just like, wow, my problems back home don't seem so bad now. He's like, you know, I think I'm going to go back home after we land. You which- think? Yeah, yeah, thank TV. Yeah, I was happy to go home. This. It's time for you to go home. Come on, <laughs> get back to your kids. Dude. Seriously, um, and uh, and so Cassie's like, uh, I'll I'll feel better once we're home. And so she's looking through the viewfinder photos again, and he asks about the boat registration numbers. And I will note that whose name comes up in conversation when they talk about the boat registration numbers, Jenny's. So it's because when he went whale watching with Jenny, he got tired of listening to her talk about her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. So Mm. he went to go talk to like the boat crew and that's what the boat registration numbers look like. So fascinating. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Our wonderful listeners sent us some really interesting theories uh, in the last week that I think that uh, people are on the nose. 
Do you want to share that, Jessica? What, what theory? Essentially, the theory <laughs> is that, you know, we're a little suspicious of Jenny, but I don't feel like she's a killer. So um, a lot of people said to us that they think that perhaps Jenny's boyfriend that she like always <gasps> oh. talks about that B is obsessed with um, his ex could be Buckley slash Felix. Yes. So sorry. I forgot about that. We got added on Twitter with that theory. I absolutely love that theory. We have not heard. What is it? Hide nor tail. I don't know what the words are. Um, but, uh, shout out to Bridget on Twitter for sending in this theory. Yeah. Uh, she genius. Said, she's yeah. She genius. said, when I saw the scenes with Jenny talking about her boyfriend being hung up on his ex, uh, was it, was it talking, her talking about Buckley still being obsessed with Cassie? And that's why he loved the necklace. She got that matched Cassie's. Uh, she says she thinks it's a little too much for her to be talking about her boyfriend so much. If his identity doesn't up- end up being important, either Buckley is asking Jenny to get in good with Cassie or she's doing it to sabotage her in some way because Buckley is still obsessed. I love this theory. It would make a lot of sense as to why Jenny's involved. And we haven't seen Buckley at all this season. Yeah. So it would be it would my sense. favorite outcome of why Jenny's a creeper. I would love that. So shout out to Bridget for that theory. Um, can't wait to see if it actually comes true because I, I, I'm a big fan of this theory. Um, so then we get um, Shane calling Cassie. Uh, he's like, you better be alone. And like, <laughs> she's such a bad liar it's very obvious she's not she's still on the plane in a plane yeah surrounded not only by her brother but like a hundred strangers but yeah yep. she's alone yeah she's of alone. course uh and so he tells her that ben called him to quiz him on her and apparently at the cia there's some kind of internal memo about a possible killer that killed the analysts in alcohol park and the description sounds exactly like cassie Mm, um and yep. so she's like oh yeah doc called me um you know saying i should be there and he's like listen the cia is not your friend right now um ben is poisoning the well uh even if dot is in your corner um we need to meet uh and so um this is when cassie tells him about like the boat registration number situation and that is exactly why i think ben is innocent is because there's so many people like oh it's ben doing this blah 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 and i'm like okay he's not evil like i feel like it's too obvious too obvious still yeah yeah another red herring so many honestly this show does a lot of swerving and there's just like a lot of moving parts um it's a bit at times it's a bit much like we have like the north korean threat we have the imposters we have the cia we have like a lot of moving parts um i am enjoying it i'm just concerned at like how they're gonna wrap it all up at the end you know yeah i think that they're going to sort it out i think that most of the stuff is all connected uh mm-hmm. i'm not on cassie that's for sure i'm not in the cia i can't figure out how so but <laughs> i think that it's likely very much all connected yeah um and so then we see this is when we see the boat the boat's name is cream and sugar and freaking officer drones out there smoking again this is why you got killed because you're a smoker Quit smoking, Officer Jones. Jessica. It's true. Um, And so imposter Cassie walks straight up to him without shoes on, BT dubs, and she just shoots him right in the face, not even in the blue eye, in the other eye. I thought that was at least a little considerate. 
like don't don't like knock a horse down when they're that was, a, that was considerate to kill him with the other eye yeah actually you know so considerate actually you know I, I think that you should just not kill people in the eyes i probably not Ew, it's super gross and then she yeah so then she steps on the cigarette with her bare foot she's crazy like who does that she's wild this lady she, she really does is. have a pedicure you, you know <laughs> how, how how does she have time to get a pedicure with she's, all of these shenanigans all this travel doing. all this sneaking around yeah i don't know how cool. she has time for a pedicure yeah you know, she was she's going to her no, local nail salon to get her toes fixed like come on yeah um this was wild i feel like we're like it leaves it off on such a high point that i'm really excited about next week to see what's going to happen because this is the anti-penultimate episode we only have one more episode to go sorry we have one more this is the anti-penultimate we have the penultimate and we have the finale so we have two more episodes crazy crazy great season i'm really enjoying it I'm so happy that I got to cover it with you, Jess. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the listeners for sticking with us for these episodes. It's been a lot of fun. It has been. I'm excited to see how they're going to wrap things up. Um, very obviously, uh, the big, the intro of the podcast, we had MJC here. We had a lot of technical issues. So unfortunately, um, we lost him very early on in the podcast. So yeah, I promise we weren't ignoring his opinion. Can you imagine thoughts? if he was just sitting here as an audience member? The entire time? <laughs> Actually, MJC, what do you think of this episode? Oh, my God, Sarah and Jess are so talented and smart. Wow, MJC, thank you so Very much. Very generous. Um, so generous and kind. We love MJC, and we hope that we can get him on for something in the future. So mm -hmm. definitely at him at uh, MJC season. S-Z-N. Yeah. yeah so, on Twitter. Yeah, catch um, him. Catch him there. He's great. Yeah. Of course, you can always find us over at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me talking all kinds of 90s content. We just wrapped up season five of Boy Meets World. Uh, we're in the middle of season four of Dawson's Creek. Um, and of course, we always put out bonus content every month as well. Um, so that's at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you could find Sarah at Sarah Ferguson on Twitter, me at the Jess Sterling. Uh, and I'm also covering the wilds here on post show recaps, finishing up season two, uh, binge show recaps, just day after day after day of the wilds. So go check out that content as well. Of course, um, we appreciate you all for listening. Um, we will be back next week with the penultimate episode of the flight attendant. We're going to come in for a landing now. So thank you all for listening. Have a good one, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.